Welcome back to the Markout Movie Podcast. This is Brandon Spivey today doing Clearing My Queue. And last night I watched a movie uh, called The Dark Half uh, based on a Stephen King novel directed by George Romero. Um, never seen it before. It was an older film. came out in 1993, but it was actually filmed in, I think, 1991. They just had trouble releasing it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to get right into who stars in it, the the scores, uh, the the plot, and give my thoughts, positive and negative thoughts of this movie. Uh, like I said, first time seeing it last night. So, it stars Timothy Hutton as George Stark and Thad Beaumont, I think it's who pronounced his last name. Amy Madigan uh, from Field of Dreams uh, plays Liz uh, Beaumont. Uh, Julie Harris plays Reggie Deleceps. I'm don't know how to pronounce that last name. Uh, Michael Rooker plays Sheriff Alan Pankborn. Um, you know, you know, me personally, I know Michael Rooker from uh, Cliffhanger, The Walking Dead, and of course the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Um, I've always loved his work. Uh, I, he's, some people may even go way back. and uh, He was in the first episode of Crime Story. He had no lines, but he was there. Uh, but also, the movie Henry, uh, I think it's called Henry, A Portrait of a Killer. He was serial killer Henry. Um, but he's 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 pretty good in this, in this movie. Uh, really enjoyed him. But also, Royal Dano plays Digger Holt. Robert Joy plays Fred Clausen. Rutania Alda plays Miriam Cowley. Chelsea Field plays Annie Pangborn, the wife of Sheriff Allen Pangborn. I don't actually remember her in the movie. I, she she has like a couple scenes and that's it. Uh, I don't really re- recall her lines or anything. She didn't have a presence in this film. Um, not from my point of view anyway. She was barely in it. And uh, and it also stars Beth Grant as Shayla Beaumont, the, the mother of um, that. Uh, and Beth Grant, you would know her from uh, the movie Speed, uh, the TV show Jericho. She has done a lot of work, actually. Um, my girlfriend thinks she... It's funny because they have the same name. But my girlfriend thinks she looks a lot like my mother. But, needless to say, that's who stars in this movie. Now we'll get into the scores. IMDB gives it a 6 out of 10, which isn't bad. Uh, it's, you know, it's not bad. <laughs> It's like a 3 out of 5, I would say. Uh, not bad. It's a watchable film for them. But Rotten Tomatoes, man. 56% on the tomato meter. Man, it's... I mean, it's better than the audience score. Uh, <laughs> the audience score gives us a 37%. I, I'm really shocked on that. But I'll go ahead and get to the storyline. Um, when Thad Beaumont was a child, he had an operation to remove a tumor from his brain. During the operation, it was discovered that far from being a tumor, the growth was a twin brother of Thad's that never developed. Years later, Thad is a successful author writing his serious books under his own name. And his pulp moneymakers under the name of George Stark. When blackmailed by someone who has discovered his secret, Thad publicly buries George Stark. From that point on, Thad increasingly becomes the prime suspect in a serious in a series of of gruesome murders. Uh, and like I said, this was directed by George Romero. Um, 
and written the novel is adapted from a Stephen King book, which I have not read. I want to read after watching the movie. I'm going to go ahead and say something that's probably going to give me some heat, but of all the movies I've seen of George Romero make, this is my favorite. Um, I haven't seen Creep Show, so I have read the comic book, the graphic novel of it, and that was awesome, but I, I'm told the movie's awesome too, but I've never seen it. I like this better than Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I was not a big fan of George Romero's work in, in Zombies. I know that's like crazy to say, especially in the horror community, but I just, I wasn't like the biggest fan. He didn't wow me. And I know he's the godfather of it, and we thank him for it. And I do thank him for it. I appreciate his work on it. But I remember watching Night of the Living Dead originally, and I was not a fan of it at all. And I went back and watched it a couple years ago. I liked it better. I do. I do I do like it better. Uh, but I really couldn't get into a good... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just couldn't get into Dawn or, or Day. I like Dawn of the Dead better than Day of the Dead. I like Dawn of the Dead better than Night of the Living Dead, and I think Dawn of the Dead's probably his... I don't know. I like how it's so simple in Night of the Living Dead, though. And I know I'm off topic, because I'm supposed to be reviewing the dark half, but I, since he directed this, I figured I'd take a little time to, to talk about it. I, I really do... I think... And I'm going to go with Night of the Living Dead's the best work, because I like how so simple it is. But I tell you what, Tom Savini re remade it, I liked it better. And I know that's, like... It's going to make people angry that are listening to this. They're going to like, how dare you? But honestly, it's, it's just, like I said, it's subjective. Uh, film art is subjective. And, uh, you know, and I like the remake better. I like the remake of Dawn of the Living Dead better. Well, Dawn of the Dead, excuse me. Not Dawn of the Living Dead. But Dawn of the Dead, I like the remake better. I think Zack Snyder, he just told a story better. Uh, but Day of the Dead, I would say George Romero's version is better than the remake. That remake was awful. And the other remakes of Land of the Living Dead have been awful. Uh, Land of the Dead, didn't like at it either. I didn't see Survival of the Dead or Diary of the Dead. So I can't speak on those, but I was not a fan. But this movie, I was a fan. This movie, I was a, I was a, I was a big fan of. I love Timothy Hutton in this movie. Whether he's playing Thad or he's playing George. I... I, I he, he he was such a good actor. If there was like if you could do the trivia that they had problems with him on set, he was difficult to work with. I, but I loved him in this movie. I thought his performance was so good, not only as Thad but as George. Really good as George. Uh, but I, I was behind Thad. I was and I was like, well, it's a Stephen King story, so this is probably gonna have a twist ending. And I was expecting George to come out on top, honestly. Um, but if you've seen the movie, you know how it is. I'm pretty sure people who are listening to this have seen the movie. <laughs> but I think it's it's one of my favorite Stephen King adapted films now. Um, and I don't know why I, I boycotted this film. I, I, I've ne I had never seen this film and, um, the uh, Dead Zone movie. I haven't seen the TV show either, but I never saw the Dead Zone movie or The Dark Half. I don't know why, but it's kind of like... It's like, I gotta boycott it. I gotta boycott it. For whatever reason, I don't, I don't know if it was just a cover. Because I didn't even know what this movie was about. Honestly, I had no idea. I just knew it was a Stephen King adapted movie. I saw that George Romero directed it. I was like, uh. Because honestly, he's not one of my favorites. He's just not. And I know that's, like, I know I'm gonna get heat for saying it. Because I've been told this 
you know, you can't say bad stuff about George Romero. And I'm not saying bad stuff. I'm just saying he's not particularly my favorite horror filmmaker of all time. He wouldn't be in my top five. He wouldn't be in my top ten. He'd probably make my top 20. And I know that's blasphemy. Blasphemy. Uh, but, hey, it is what it is. And uh, I really did... But I did love this movie. I really loved it. I, 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 I'm in a minority, apparently. Uh, it doesn't say how many people on Google like it, so I'm assuming not enough people like it to get up a score. <laughs> but, um, but I really did enjoy it. I, I, I liked Amy Madigan's performance as Liz. Uh, I, th I thought she was pretty good. Julie Harris was pretty good. She kind of comes in the third act. Um, Michael Rooker is great as the sheriff. Um, I believed his performance. I was like, when, when he first came on this movie, I was like, man, he could have played the sheriff and Jason Lives. <laughs> he just gave me a, the way he looked just gave me a vibe of Jason. Like, I don't know why, but it, it did. Uh, like, like I said, Beth Grant was the mother. I was hoping she would come back into the story, you know, when he found out what was going on, but I don't know, maybe she died. I'm, I'm not sure. She she just never comes back into the story. But basically, this the story is because Stephen King wrote under Richard Bachman, so it's it's kind of like <laughs> art imitates life a little bit with him because he wrote under another he wrote under a pen name, and uh, I don't know if he had. I don't know if this is his, like his behavior was like George's. You know, really dark, or uh, I don't know, but I, I really enjoy this story. I, I you know, at, I, I'll be honest with you. At the time I was watching this movie, I didn't think it was gonna be like two different people. I thought Thad had a split personality kind of thing going on, where in his head, you know, uh, where George was still there, and George was kind of making him do it, like Doctor Jekyll, Mrs. Hyde, you know kind of thing, um, Mr. Hyde, Mr. Hyde, uh, yeah, uh, but anyway, I thought it was something, gonna be something like that, but it wasn't, it was a, like, he became a person, I just don't, under, it was like, it, it was like, I was like, I told Beth last night, I was like, how are they gonna explain this in the end, I mean, how is he a different person, they took it, I mean, he wasn't even fully developed, but, hey, it's, it's, it was it was wow you know it was like wow okay but I don't know, I, I like stuff like that I'm I'm interested in those type of stories that you know but it also deals with like brain tumors and stuff like you you sense things and my friend had a brain tumor uh, earlier in his life and you know, of course they got rid of it which thankfully but you know it's it's a no it's he's a he's a he's a miracle. He does. He doesn't know how much of a miracle he is, but he is a miracle, and and he loves Stephen King as well. So I'm curious to know if he had seen this movie and what he thought of this movie because it does deal with you know brain trauma and stuff like that. And I I find that fascinating. I really do. I find I found this whole movie fascinating. I found the performances really good. Uh, just well done, well written script too. George Romero wrote the script, written wrote the script, and I I just think. This is, was his best work, hands down. And I know, obviously, Rotten Tomatoes disagrees with me. And obviously, um, the audience will disagree with me. But for me, it was my favorite film of George Romero's. Um, I would say this is probably in my... I would say this is probably my top ten 
favorite Stephen King adapted films. Could possibly be top five. I would really have to think about that. But I really enjoyed this movie. I, I you know, it, it flopped at the box office. Uh, the budget was fifteen million. They only made ten. Uh, I'm sure over time it made its money back. I mean, it only had to make what twenty million. I figured with how with streaming. No VHS sales at the time. Now DVD sales, Blu-ray sales. It's probably made its money back. I, I was, I, I got. I'm gonna have to find this movie and buy it now because I really enjoyed it. But I tell you what, I really enjoyed though uh, was uh, seeing these people. See these people because he was uh, he was killing George Stark was killing um, people that. So what led to all this was when he buries George Stark, that pen name, uh, he actually has like a funeral for it, right? Uh, and, you know, and maybe it wasn't explained as well as it was in a book. I'm not sure, but somehow or another, <laughs> it's like he came out of that grave. And um, I don't know how in a the world they, they did that. I don't know how in the world it was written in the book that it happened. Because... Logically, it can't happen, but it's the fa it's the that's the great thing about the you know getting when you're writing a book or anything or a story you, you just it like you're you but you you got your inner you as well that that that's that's honest and you know if I can't really explain it it's just as as good as Timothy Hutton did in that scene in the beginning where he's 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 a teacher teaching about stuff and and my computer screen went black. But you know he's a, he's a teacher that's teaching about the about writing and uh, you got to outer you and you got to inner you and I just don't know what happened there. But you know also I mean it just it was it was a pretty good story to tell. It made you think while watching it, and I love films that make you actually think. And I was thinking throughout the whole movie, and I, I was like, it at parts it doesn't make sense. But I, I'm enjoying the ride I'm on. But I, I will say the people he he targeted people that that buried him, uh, his his publisher, his agent, uh, the guy that uh, the photographer, uh, the guy that tried to, you know, blackmail Thad. He, he all these people were dying, and I then he was then he's gonna come for Thad and his family, and I and. Because he wants him to write. Because that's the only way he can stay alive. Is that George Stark's still writing books. I love that aspect of the movie though. I, I love the aspect of the story. It makes me really want to read this book. Unfortunately right now I'm reading. Uh, some other type of book. That's not as good as I had hoped it would be. It, it's set in the 80's. And it's supposed to be a slasher style story. And it, what I was hoping for. It's not. That's all I'll say. But, but if I had any negatives to say is, they really didn't explain well, in my opinion, they didn't explain well how George Stark came to be, like how he came in in reality in the real world came to be, because he was never developed as a twin. Uh, so in how did he claw out of a fake grave? So that was like, eh. but I, I let it go because I was enjoying the story. I was enjoying the ride. But that is a negative. Because it, it I, I don't know, maybe the book explains it better. 
I don't know if it does. Uh, you can let me know if you've read the book. <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed the movie. I really did. Um, i trying to think of something else I did not like. Uh, I, I, I tell you one thing I did like about it. Um, when he's killing these people, you don't actually see him killing the people. Like, you don't see who the person is. And I like that they did that. I like that you didn't see them, see that person. But when you finally do, it's you see you see it for the first time. You see George Stark for the very first time. You see, oh, it's Timothy Hutton. It's bad, but it's not. He's, he's his hair is all slick, slick black, slick, slid back. I'll get it right. And um, he's got booze. He's smoking cigarettes. Something that Thad doesn't do. It's a completely different personality, and I guess that's what Stephen King was going through with Richard Bachman. It was just a complete different personality. Uh, I haven't read, I think I've read one Richard Bachman book, um, but I'm not sure if that was really by his pen name. I, was, I can't even remember the name of it. It was about a high school shooting. Uh, but I'm not sure if that was Richard Bachman or not. It could have been, I, I would say it was. Because more of his stuff was like realistic horror than, you know, like it could happen. Now this is, I don't think this could happen at all, but, I mean, obviously it couldn't happen. I mean, in your mind it could happen. You could be, other personality could come out. And, and that's what I thought they were going for, but they did not go that in that direction. Uh, and I'm glad they didn't, because... Personally, I've seen that before. I think we've all seen that before. Multiple movies have done that. This did not. And I like the fact that it was a real person. Um, and, you know, I just... It, it was just... A, it was a fun ride. And uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I would like to see where Thad went after this movie. After this story. Maybe he shows up in another Stephen King book. Because it's like all connected. You know? Um, I would love to see them... Do this on Castle Rock if they have not. I have yet to see it. So, I know they go to Castle Rock in the, in the movie. That's where the last act is. Uh, the showdown between him and uh, George is in Castle Rock. I Man, I just love Stephen King. <laughs> He's the best horror writer I've ever read. Um, and I love his adapted films for the most part. Um, I mean, there's been a few I really haven't cared for, but for the most part, I really do enjoy them. And, uh, Man, I guess I'm gonna give my score now and quit talking. Oh, oh! Before I do, before I do, I almost forgot. They play Elvis Presley a lot in this movie, but they, I have never seen anyone do this, and I loved this. Absolutely loved it. They made a "Are You Lonesome Tonight" creepy as you can get, like seriously creepy. It was awesome, and Beth was like, "I can't. Something's wrong with you. You find this great. This, it's, it's, it's they making Elvis creepy." I'm like, "I love it." If in case you don't know, Elvis is my favorite musical artist, um, and I've never heard him be creepy before, and I loved it. I loved how they made his song creepy, and it was it's like, "Oh yeah, man, it was awesome." Because he's in the beginning of the movie, he's in the middle of the movie, he's in the end of the movie. This one song. Is in throughout the whole movie. I would say five times. I really enjoyed it though. I really enjoyed how they did that. How they made that song very creepy. I'll never look at that song again. The same. It's kind of like how I'll never look at uh, Mark Hamill's singing. Uh, 
that, uh, that, that, that lovable song in the beginning of the movie, but in the very end, it's so creepy, and I wish they would have went with that route throughout the whole movie. But I, I'm off topic there, but Stephen King... Well, I'm not off topic, because Stephen King actually enjoyed that movie. I did, too. Me and Stephen King are alike <laughs> when it comes to Child's Play. Remake. Reboot. Whatever. Uh, but anyway, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm going to give my scores now. Uh, I, I'm going to give my score here. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 markouts. Um... Uh, which is surprising because I think last night I was going to give it a four, but I'm now talking about it and I'm showing how much I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to give it 4.5. Uh, I really did. I really did enjoy this movie. Uh, you know what? I think this movie probably is in my top five Stephen King adapted films. I don't know, though. Uh, there's some perfect Stephen King adapted films. I think The Mist is perfect. I think Green Mile's perfect. I think Shawshank Redemption's perfect. Uh, I really like both Pet Cemeteries. Uh, it chapter one is phenomenal. It chapter two, I think, is really good as well. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I definitely think this makes my top fifteen. I don't know if it makes top ten. I said it did. I don't know if it does now because there's so many great Stephen King adapted stories, man. I mean, he is the essence of horror uh -huh. fiction. I mean, he just is, you know. And uh, he's written so many things that are just wonderful and they really hit you deep and uh in a deep sometimes in a dark place sometimes in a, in a good place it's just stuff he he writes about is very real whether the situation could be real or not it's just very real you feel that emotion you feel you know you man you just you get uncomfortable mm -hmm. while reading some of his work and I, I'll be honest with you, I read Gerald's Game, and if you know what I'm talking about, the scene with the father and the daughter made me so uncomfortable. I was like, no, I cannot read this. I, I've never been able, you know, I've never been in a situation like that before, uh, before that or after that, where I was like, this is uncomfortable. And that's really the only time I've really got uncomfortable reading Stephen King. Like I said, I haven't read a lot of his work. I'm really reading more of his short stories right now. Then when I when I finish that or n novelist, when I finish that, then I'm gonna read uh, his novels. Uh, I've only read I think novels was Gerald's Game, and I read the screenplay to um, Storm of the Century. Uh, I mean, I've read another novel or two of Stephen King, but I I kind of want to start with a. Unknown stuff, more unknown stuff than the more popular stuff. I, I, I'm weird about it, but I I love Stephen King. Definitely, my he's probably my favorite author. I mean, I mean, I, I read more Steve Alton. I mean, I love sharks. I love marine terror. You know, so I mean, I, I love that genre better. But I think story wise, Stephen King is untouchable. I don't think anyone is as good as him. Um, that's just my personal opinion, but I don't think anyone is as good as him. But anyway, I'm giving this a 4.5. I went long on this review. Um, have fun going long on it. Uh, I know I'm not doing episodes like we normally do, but Aaron's still, you know, like I said, he's still training for his job. So I'm not doing episodes like I was doing, um, uh, with him. So, uh, 
I planned to do that last week. I just didn't have time, and I'm like, I got I got another review to do. Uh, I'm gonna review Countdown in a few minutes. Um, and and it's probably Thursday review Black and Blue. Um, I planned to go see it this week. I didn't get to go see it yesterday, so I'm gonna probably go see it tomorrow. Uh, and review it Thursday, and then this weekend Terminator, Arctic Dogs. I mean, so I got a lot going on. And plus, I need to to write on some screenplays, so um, so a lot going on. But anyway, I enjoy the dark half. Uh, it's on Hulu, by the way. <laughs> I forgot to mention that it is on Hulu. Clearing my queue, dark half on Hulu. Uh, as far as I know, it's not going off Hulu. It's going to stay on there for a little bit. Um, so catch it if you can, if you want to. If you've never seen it, catch it. I recommend it. Um, it fascinated me. It might not fascinate you. You might get bored of, of it. You may not. You may think it's cheesy or just not a very good film. But for me, it hit me in the right places, and I, I'm very thankful for it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. But anyway, that's been my review on this episode of Clearing My Cue of Stephen King's slash George Romero's The Dark Half. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back with Countdown pretty short. So stay tuned for that too. Thank you.